What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back to Real Reality Realness with Cherie Laveau, the podcast where I, Cherie Laveau, dive deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and ask all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're going to be diving into the real reality of chasing reality. I've got the CEO and executive producer and Dario Abrams blessing the pod today to talk about how the love and hip hop parody that he created in college led to the creation of the network Chasing Reality that currently houses the number one LGBTQ reality show on the entire internet. We're going to discuss the complexities and advantages of operating on YouTube versus a television network. He's going to define what makes a great reality television star. We're going to talk about his own future as an on-camera personality and so much more. Lock in while I clock in, because this has been one of my favorite conversations that I've had on the pod yet. We are about to get into it. Hello. Hello. And Dario Abrams. So nice Hi. to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, I am. Listen, you have <laughs> no idea what an honor it is to get to talk to you. Thank you so okay, much for taking you. my call. Absolutely. Oh my God. I am. I well, I can't say the word spazzing anymore. You'll get canceled. But I am thoroughly <laughs> excited to be having this conversation. Listen, as somebody who considers himself to be a multi-hyphenate and like wants to produce in the future, and you know, loves to create shows and create content, I just decided to launch a second podcast today. But uh, I'm. I... <sighs> You're one of my favorite creatives. So this is the conversation that I've been looking forward to. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. I'm excited to, you know, talk to you and everything. So let's do it. Sweet. Now listen, I usually start my interviews by asking, when did you fall in love with reality TV? That's my little nod to the movie Brown Sugar, when did you fall in love with hip hop? Very that. But... I heard somewhere that Love and Hip Hop was like your show that like brought you onto the reality TV bandwagon, right? It was. Nice. What about Love and Hip Hop Atlanta specifically sucked you in? So with, like you said, with reality TV, I think Love and Hip Hop was probably the, um, well, that was probably the, the show that really sunk me in. I know we had like Flavor of Love and I Love New York, but I realized that TV that I really liked. Um, I just like the dynamics of the stories, um, being able to see like what it's like being a, and you know these artists and these um, women that are with these um, with these superstars or music creators. And, I just loved it, like how it was and how the story was written, the arguments. It just inspired me to feel like, okay, if they can do something like this, I can do this with my friends, which is why I decided to make like a parody of it when I used to go to Georgia State University. So, Mm. yeah. Shout out to Georgia State. Um, What was, was there a moment specifically 
on that show that made you decide, oh, like, now I have to create my own show? Like, did it develop from the parody that you created down to the Georgia State? Like, what led you? And like, like, what was the moment that was the epiphany that's like, oh, I'm going to do this for real? It was, I think it was mainly like the storyline between Jocelyn and CVJ in the early years of the show. I think just following them, like I wanted to see like me and my best friends or my best friends and their relationships and try to piece them all together to make like this one group like show similar to Love and Hip Hop. Um, so yeah, that's what it was. I love that. I can just, <laughs> Do you still have the old footage from the parody down to the Georgia State with your friends? I do. I have it locked in a drive though, because my friends was like, um, they didn't want to see that anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> I have it locked in. So, you know, if we ever have like a reunion of our own or, you know, just one day at my house, I'm gonna just surprisingly play it for them and just see like the growth of that to now. I love that. So there's no chance we're ever just gonna get a surprise special of like from the archive. Well, you know, chasing um, before chasing. You know, um, I might do one soon, but about ago when we were in the pandemic, um, I posted on my Instagram. I think I took it down because I think my friends were saying something about it. But um, mm -hmm. I had said um, like the the love in Georgia State that we were doing, and like my little interview that I had. Um, before the green screens and before the Ontario that everybody knows now, like it was, it was really good. But I might post it again soon. <laughs> nice. What's been your greatest struggle getting chasing reality started? What's been my greatest struggle? Um, I would say. So when we started chasing reality, we started off with chasing Atlanta. Let me just say this real quick. Um, chasing Atlanta was really the only thing we were thinking of. We wasn't thinking of expansion. We wasn't thinking of naming it chasing reality. We just focused on Atlanta. So I would say the struggle at that time was just getting like the cast together and getting the cast to believe in what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we have a vision as producers to make, you know, a successful show, but the cast may look at it as like, I don't know if they believe in us or what we're doing. So it was just all of that before we actually premiered the first season of Atlanta. That makes perfect sense because I kind of have that issue sometimes with getting people to come on my show, which is why, you know, one of the reasons why I decided to only reach out to content creators instead of actual reality stars, or if I do reach out to reality stars, it's because they're content creators that ended up on reality TV. Because, you know, it just, there's a lot of red tape that goes with getting people to believe in what you're doing, especially when you're a smaller platform or a smaller entity. And so I've seen people kind of, you know, thumb their nose a bit because I'm a brand new podcast or I was a smaller YouTube channel, this, that, and the third. And, and you know, it sucks because you want people, like, it's like you want people to believe in your show one but then a lot of people don't want to work with you because you don't have experience but then how do you get experience if people don't work with you chicken or the egg yeah yeah those things but you know <laughs> all's well that ends well now i'm sure that 
<laughs> now I'm sure that you're aware Chasing Atlanta has the same theme song as Hollywood X's Make It by Erica Kane, right? You better know it. <laughs> <laughs> the girl did her research a little bit, you know. What what made you choose that song? And like was it inspired by seeing that show specifically, or did you like the um song and like it just happened to be a coincidence? Or was it like, oh, these girls are it. Let me use this song. This song just feels right. So I'm gonna give you a little backstory. So um I love that. again with the TV, of course, loving hip hop. I was watching the other shows as well on the channel of VH1. Um, so Hollywood X, that theme song, when we were making our Love in Georgia State, that was one of the songs that we're going to choose for the parody. Um, just because, like, life is truly what you make, you got to learn how to embrace it. It sounds like what we're doing. Um, it's perfect it's for like, reality TV. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So when we were doing Chasing Atlanta, now mind you, it's the first season, the cast, you know, in and out, kind of believe us, kind of don't. Mm -hmm. Looking at it like a, we got to have everything like, you know, 100% like from us, not like, you know, Joe or other sound effects. I wasn't looking at that. I was just looking at, let's just put something together. And that song was the first song that I thought of for the show. Honestly, when I look at it now, and you know, I know all like the legalics and legal things, and like I know we're still on YouTube, and I've been using this song for years. I don't know if I need to change it up, but I haven't. And nobody's come after you yet. No, and I'm. I don't know. Like I don't know who owns it. I don't know if VH1 owns it. The production copy, Eric, Eric Kane, actual rights to the song. So. I haven't had any issues, so I just been using it, you know. <laughs> just keeping on, keeping on. I absolutely. I mean, love it's, that. it's getting her out there. I mean, you know, I I hope she's just liking that, enjoying that. But you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sure that it does wonders for her streams, seeing that Chasing Atlanta is the number one LGBTQ reality television show on the entire internet. Yes. So. You know, we get flowers on the show. So, you know, I just, I feel like, you know, I feel like that helps her streams. You know, people go over there and they listen to the Erica Kane because I don't know if people are still watching Hollywood X's or anything. I think that was so, another reason too, um, because the show canceled. That's why I was like, okay, well, why don't I just pick up the song? Because if it was an active show, like if it was something that, you know, we're still seeing, of course I wouldn't use it, but it's no longer out there. I was just like, you know, why not? And so when people really enjoyed the song and we did more seasons, I was like, well, we're just gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it going and just continue to play. (laughs) It's the perfect song for a network and a show like Chasing Reality, Chasing Atlanta. Like, it like 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 you said with the lyrics, like it reminds me of how perfect a theme song, the Hills theme song was, the unwritten oh God, song yes. by Natasha Bedingfield. Such yes. a perfect reality show theme song. Like like the same thing with the lyrics. It was like, yes, yes, I am standing at a blank page before me, and and, and opening up, up up dirty windows. I'm doing that. Right. Yes. You know, I completely feel you on that. So hopefully she's a nice person and she doesn't try to come after all of your back 
money you done made off of these shows. Listen, we're just going <laughs> to pray and keep the positive vibes and move right on along before I give anybody any ideas. So, <clears throat> when you started your journey with Chasing Atlanta, and being that you did the whole parody Love in Georgia State, da 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 were you thinking about just being a producer on the show, or was your on the show yourself? Um, I was thinking of just being a producer for Chasing. Um, Chasing really wanting to be like in the spotlight because before doing this show, I was um, acting on another series called Points, and I had my own YouTube channel doing my own thing. I just really wanted to like, you know, see how it's like, you know, with different people you know, and not me be in the middle of that, just producing that. Tell me about the difference between being a YouTube personality, quote unquote, before and, and like you being on camera. Tell, tell me about that journey versus now you being behind the scenes, even though we all know who Andario Abrams is. Tell us about like what the difference is now just being technically behind the scenes versus being the personality. So um, the YouTube personality side of me, it was just like being that more funny person because not only YouTube, but you know, we have like how Snapchat was Snapchat back in the day instead of, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram taking over with all this stuff. But um, I was just like getting so you know, love, um, funny comments and stuff like that. People were like enjoying just seeing me, you know, just be funny and doing things. Um, on the production side, when I transitioned over to doing just producing for Chasing, I just like storytelling. Um, you know, it's, it is completely different from like what people used to know what I used to do back in the day. But I'm actually liking this more because there's so many stories out there heard. So I actually enjoy producing more than, you know, my YouTube dates, but it might come back soon, you know, we'll see. Listen, and I was going to ask because I was like, listen, you know, I've heard, full disclosure, I did an interview with Oliver like a couple days ago and I asked him about producing versus like being on camera versus behind the scenes content creating. And, you know, when people say they make more money behind the scenes, but they enjoy being on camera more so they do it, it really makes me think because it's like, you know, that makes me want to pitch that 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 you know question to you. I'm sure your coins are just fine. I'm, I'm sure that your purse is not, is is nice and full. You are nice and blessed. <laughs> Cup runneth over and all of those things. But however, does the itch ever come back to you know give the girls a show? It does. It definitely does. Like I think um, I was actually talking to all about you know me either doing a podcast or just you know bringing back because my show was called Dario Daily bringing that back um just doing skits you know just you know daily topics those type of things because that was what my show was about um I mean you know older so I mean it's a possibility it can come back but you know I'm fine well, where I'm at <laughs> well, shout out to Oliver. If we, if something does come of this, I'll just consider this the the exclusive. And I thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> now, what defines a great reality star for you, from a producer's perspective? What defines a great reality star? Somebody that um, allows us to see their world. Show us. Mm -hmm 
responsibility, show us the work, give us the drama. Basically, be that sister you always wanted, be that brother you always wanted, be that family member you want to relate to. That defines a good reality star. Um, you know, we don't want to see something just come on the set and just give us mediocre work. Um, mm-hmm. We definitely want to see somebody that's going to go above and beyond our expectations because day we're here to entertain you guys that watch these shows so yeah let's see we see each other because i ask these (laughs) questions just to see if people have the same answers i do because i you know i consider myself to be housewives human resources right yeah and i feel like i really have a good grasp on what makes a good reality star because i've been watching reality TV since people thought the world was going in down to the Y2K, okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> I feel like I've seen and studied every type of reality TV star, and I feel like I know what makes great reality TV from a person who's been on camera and from a person who likes to create content. So, yes. I wonder where the girls' heads are at, especially the girls who produce and put the people on the platforms and things, right? Yeah. So speaking of platforms, because yours is a predominant platform, honey, you have, you know, you're an echelon, if you will. (laughs) Was there just as much of an emphasis on casting predominantly people of color as there was a focus on casting a full LGBT cast? Um... We... Like, do you mean, do you mean like, do was the focus just the cast people of color versus cast a full cast of LGBT? Well, I, well, my, my um, question is more like when you were thinking about casting, I'm sure that you wanted a cast of LGBT people. That was your like, like, like your demographic, right? Yes. Is, is that safe to assume? Yes. So, was there a thought process that also led itself to, oh, I also want to cast people of color as well? Like, was that thought process equal? Did it cross your mind? Or did it just happen to happen? I think it just happens to happen. Because when we we were, when we were do casting calls for um, the Chase and Reality shows, it's mostly people of color that come. Um, mm. And I mean, it's nothing wrong with that. So Nothing at all. <laughs> Representation Nothing matters. Black, I mean, absolutely. And, and Black Lives Matter. I don't give a damn what Kanye said. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Right. Because we're not going to talk about that child. <laughs> and fuck um, Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, every casting call that we had, it majority be people of color. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's not, you know, we just want people of color on our platforms. It was just all we had got. Well, you know, like I said, all's well that ends well, Jail, because it worked out for you for me. Do you still do casting calls today? Tell me about that process. Um, so our season five of Atlanta, we did have a casting call. Now is a season six of Atlanta. I think we are currently branching out to just scout. 
Because now mm-hmm. the show is getting so big, I feel like it's pointless to do a casting call because the casting we currently do have on Atlanta was honestly the best cast, in my opinion. So mm. I, don't think, I don't really think a casting call for our next season would be beneficial to us. I think be fine. I can see that, to be perfectly honest. And I'm having thoughts as you're saying it, but those are conversations that I'd rather have offline. Now, yeah. <laughs> um, can you speak to the casting process and has it become more difficult as the shows become more popular? Absolutely. So with the casting okay. call, we so in the in the very beginning, of course, we're trying to build a reality show. But now that we have that foundation, now that we have that structure, that we keep the same audience that we have along as well as bringing in new people that watch us um, through the new people, the new cast members that. So we're looking for people that have the chase. I mean, Chase and Reality is a platform where we want to showcase the dreams of the LGBT, actually not just talking about it, but actually do it. So it has become difficult because some of the people that we do um, interview, we okay yeah maybe you're not a good fit for the existing cast that's on board or maybe you're not doing enough that we need right now so it has become a challenge as seasons go on have you had more success casting through auditions or through just happenstance of like just finding people out there um more success through the auditions because i will say we have got a lot of good you know people but majority of them, you know, it was just like, okay, yeah, we like you. Maybe for another season, maybe next time, a different show. But um, we've had success throughout the season's casting call. Nice. Um, since you have so many cast members across your franchises that do music, have you ever considered like starting a record label a la Hollywood Records via the Disney Channel to start, you know, shuffling the girl? Well, shuffling is not a positive sounding word, but to, to start producing music for the people on the show through to kind of keep it more in-house. I have thought about that because a lot of people have came to me about, even the cast itself, came to me and, um, you know, wanted me to actually start a record label, um, wanted me to help them, you know, like get their music out. Um, I haven't really looked into too much of, you know, into detail with it. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess like, stay tuned. We may have something like that soon. Once again, if, if, if Chasing the Beat Records be- becomes a thing, y'all, <laughs> y'all know where y'all got the exclusive, okay? Yes. <laughs> Hello. What's been your proudest chasing reality moment so far? Because I'm sure you have plenty more to come. Yes. So what proudest moment so far? Oh my god, I have so many. Um, you can have more than one. I would say for me, just building this empire. Just building mm-hmm. this empire because again, like I said, it was just one show and now we have all of these other shows and we're hoping to have more in the future next year to present mm. but, um, <laughs> but um, that's pretty much my proudest moment it's just you know being able to just put people on and showcase their talent I really like doing that okay so 
how does one pitch a show concept to an Andario Abram? Because I have a few ideas personally that I would love to pitch to you, but I'm but I'm a professional, and so I like to go through the proper protocol. Yes. So um, you will simply email us at our general email info at mychasingreality.com. Um, one thing about me is that I like to see it. If you give me just one sentence or two, and this is for everybody, because I know somebody's going to listen that probably pitched before. Um, if you just send like something that says like, hey, I want to send Tallahassee, period. I'm not going to respond back. <laughs> I like enough. stuff like PowerPoints, I details. I like you to make me believe or know that you know your job. You know how to produce because as a female like myself, I'm overseeing all of these shows. I can't babysit a whole show by myself. I got to have the person that actually wants me, I guess me, to put in the footwork too. So, yeah. Okay, so I'm on the right track. Okay, right, <laughs> see? Because, I mean, technically, this is for the girls. This is for the girls. But I am also networking, and I'm also, you know, putting my boots on the ground. So, yes. I just, you know, wanted to, you know, ask for the girls, but ask for, you know, that asking for a friend when the friend is really you. I'm that friend right now. So, because I have a few different things that, you know, a few different pitches and ideas things not another chasing franchise but i have completely different shows that i want to pitch so i have a couple emails that i need to send y'all so i'll be on that okay so okay yeah you know i really you know i do a lot now um you've placed more trans women on tv and told more queer and trans stories than i believe i've seen anywhere else in the reality tv space one, thank you for that. Thank you. And not only do I want to thank you for that, but I also want to ask, was that, in, like, how conscious of an effort was that to include us and your community? And were they just that good in casting? Or was it both? Because yeah. listen, Miss Willa Ford, Miss Jayla Jalon, Miss Hershey LaCour, <laughs> magic in bottles. They are literally lightning in bottles. <laughs> like, yes. Wow. Shout out to all the trans women that are on, that have been on. Um, I love them all. Kendra, love her. Willa, yes. love her. Jayla, Hershey, I love them all. Um, their stories they just stuck out at the casting call. Once your story stuck out, we want to make sure that we put you in the best light to tell it. So, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Shout out to all of them. All the... Uh... I forgot. Uh... We have Ariel O'Hara, Lauren England. Yes. She's my next question. Okay. I was trying to the name of the group from Chasing Atlanta a couple seasons ago. I love their we song. Born. I just can't remember their name. We were born. Thank you. <laughs> I literally was like having a panic attack. I was like, what is their name? It was very SpongeBob. <laughs> Shout out to y'all. Now, speaking of Lauren, 
When is just Lauren coming back? And is she done with chasing Atlanta forever? Um, stay tuned. <laughs> you have oh. to stay tuned. Lauren is a very, <laughs> all I can say is, is that Lauren is a very, very, very busy girl. That's it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, 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 ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Shout out to um, <laughs> I listen. I lived, lived for that first season. Shout out to Lauren's daddy. Oh gosh, Shout yes. out to Mr. Williams. Love you. Love, love you now, Mr. Yes. Williams. Anyway, what's the ultimate goal for the Chasing Reality franchise? So the ultimate goal for the Chasing Reality franchise at first, let's get on national TV. But now mm-hmm. that everything is more like streaming and stuff like that. Um, I feel like right now is fine. So now the new goal for Chasing Reality is just continue to branch out because a lot of people still don't know the show, still don't know the cast. So we want to try to get as big as we can on the current platform that we're at. So that's why ships, all of that good stuff. So we're trying to get out there. Hey, can you speak to the complexities and or the freedoms that come with producing TV for for a platform like YouTube versus trying to get it on a network or an actual, you know, TV channel? Yeah, so what I've noticed is that, you know, with TV, like, they limit, you know, what can be seen since few things. You know, our shows are really 40 minutes, but here we're giving you, like, a full hour. We're not censoring everything. We're giving you the full they want to we're giving you the full you know arguments the drama you know the drama stuff all of that stuff so everything is not limited um when it's on youtube versus how it is on television so i think that's one of the huge benefits that we have um being able to show we have beautiful do you find there's a lack of respect for your company from mainstream media, being that your shows aren't on network TV or bigger streaming platforms? Although I don't really know a bigger streamer than YouTube, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Because I feel like, you know, queer stories are still not really, I don't think they're really told like on any type of show on television. Um, chasing reality, especially not in reality. Exactly, chasing reality is pretty much the hub for that, in my opinion. Um, I feel like we have we're the pretty much is going to you know make more shows and bring those queer stories. It doesn't have to necessarily be like in a reality space like Chasing Atlanta, LA, but we're going to have those more shows where you can learn those stories or competitions or game shows, those type of things. I don't see those on television. I know we got logo, but you know, what is once again? I'm on the right track. I have a (laughs) nice. I have an email. I I I got an email for your ass when we get off the phone. Okay, praise God. Listen. a lot of executives at networks eventually venture into being on camera talent like a Carlos King, like an Andy Cohen, Ryan Seacrest, etc. And I know that you're talking bringing back your YouTube channel and doing all of that. So is there a possibility 
you know, once again, I'm just fishing for the exclusive here. Is there any way that, you know, you may be creating a show for yourself in the future or, or, you know, would you separate that to just strictly your YouTube platform and keep that kind of like a separate thing? Um, I want to say stay tuned, but I'll tell you a little bit. If I do happen to branch out and, you know, bring back my YouTube channel or just a different type of channel, not a show of mine, it will likely be on the Chasing Reality platform only because, like, why not? You've already there, built it. I'm, I'm gay. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, I built it. You're so why gay? Yeah. Thank you for coming on the show. We have to go. I can't. No, no, no. Oh. no. but but that i mean i built this i built this foundation you know for the queer community so why don't you know enjoy it too so it's a possibility stay tuned I, I will take that i will take that now if you ever just want to tell me to mind my damn business that is an answer you're in a safe space okay now, is there any <laughs> is there any big viral talents that are on the internet that you'd like to cast on a chasing franchise or create some other type of show? Oh, um Notice how I preface that with if you want to tell me to mind my damn business, that is an answer. Right. <laughs> Just in case. Because um, I, 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 I because we ain't gonna ruin no no uh deals and no contracts on this show. Um Honestly, back in the day, it was, but like I said, we're we're making with the platform that we have. So right now, I don't see anybody that I would like to, you know, reach out to that major and big to be a part of the platform. I think they know who we are, and if they want to come, you know, come on with it. Y'all know the number. Pick it up and down. All right. Okay. Or the email. Shout out to Anita Ward. Shout out to Drea Kelly. Check the email. All that tea. Okay, I'm listening. I'm paying attention. All right. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> do you believe your cast members can age out of their respective chasing franchise if they actually catch what they're chasing? Um. Yeah. And if so, what do you do with those stars? Do they just go on about their damn business? Do they all... do? Is there a perspective conversation with all the girls for a potential just Lauren moment or with a Quentin produce your own franchise type of moment? Um, that's actually a good it's um if you know if they happen to be like completely successful with the platform and like I like overextend your stay, um mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, there's nothing, if there's nothing else that we can bring to you now, it's like, you're just here. Yes, you are bringing, you know, like, you know, your content and doing your thing, but we want to see you elevate. Like, to me, it's like, this is your home, but it's time for you to leave and go find somewhere else. So if you do happen to, you know, want to produce a, or want to come to me about a spinoff show, yeah, let's make it happen. Or if you just happen to get on a bigger network, like a, a TV platform service, or just do bigger in your in your careers, like you don't have to always be at chasing reality. So yeah. See, because I thought 
I have thoughts about that. I don't know if it's in proper taste to share them. So we can talk about that offline. But, but I will say, what? I will say, I don't know if you were probably going with this, but I will say um, with notice like as seasons went on and I've had conversations with her but I saw her as seasons go on my girl you're the you're the star the HBIC and I feel like you know you know like season four um she wasn't really around the group like she was more yeah. like in a inner circle with Q and um and Oliver and so I just felt like girl I think you I think you outgrown the show <laughs> want to be with the cast you know hang out with them because you know you have to interact with the cast as part of the reality show but um yes right and and Lauren was not having it she wasn't having it but that's when she told us at the reunion she didn't want to come back um and she emailed me and said I think it's time for me to do my um spinoff because I think she originally brought it to my idea after season and I told her I said I don't think she's ready so, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very. Blessed. I don't, I don't think she was ready in season two either. But that's for, but that's for very specific reasons, and it's no, no, no shade to her. But I think she had to yes. really come into her own just a little bit more before. I, I don't think we would have gotten just Lauren in season two, if that makes sense. And I don't think we would have got like the feedback, the positive feedback that it got. Because the show didn't really good, in my opinion. Well, listen, I had a conspiracy theory about season four of Chasing Atlanta. I okay. thought, I thought the first couple episodes with Lauren going to China, Lauren, you know, be bopping around, getting five million dollar deals, popping pussy and popping tags. I thought that was like a backdoor pilot for just Lauren. Like I, like if like. <laughs> Like, now listen, I I do conspiracy theories about reality TV, and I'm a Virgo, so I could be just completely reaching here. But, I just, like, it looked like y'all were separating her from the, well, not y'all, but she was purposely separating herself from the cast so she could, so her storyline that season was setting up just Lauren. We'll see. We'll see. That was the, I think. Because tip, so what we do after every season is that we um, will interview the returning cast because we want to know, okay, months have passed. What is your new story? What's going on? And so I think, I can't remember exactly if she told us like, hey, she told us that day that she was going to China. Can't really remember that, but we wanted to make sure that we capture a lot of her in China. But I think everything was just going so fast over there that she really couldn't find anybody to help her. But um, that was supposed to be like, yeah, that was supposed to be her story season four, like full time China experience. But then, of course, coronavirus happened. So shout yeah. out to Corinne. See, I be paying yeah. attention. I really be paying attention, but I'm also just way overly analytical. Once again, my Virgo is Virgoing. So I really thought that that's what it, I thought that was what season four was. I thought it was like, like I thought that the entire season four was like goodbye, Lord. Like it was like we're setting her up. I thought she was moving her ass to China for real, and I was like, listen, y'all got budget now, y'all in season four, y'all y'all the head bitch in charge over there, down to the internet. 
So I thought maybe y'all was just gonna pick up and do a whole franchise or like do a whole spinoff with her in China. And I was like, y'all better do a backdoor pilot, bitch. And Dario is smart, girl. <laughs> I was living because I was like, y'all, y'all are doing a whole show within a show, and then COVID came and fucked up the whole thing. The whole thing. Because just imagine, like, you know, Lauren was killing it over there in China and had the deal, like she said on the show. And if COVID didn't happen, I really... Well, I would say this. I think if COVID didn't happen, we probably wouldn't have got the spinoffs, like, last year. Because um, I think we would really have Lauren in China for chasing. Maybe the spinoff may come, like, you know, maybe this year, maybe next. But I would love to see, like, a little bit more of what Lauren was doing in China if it wasn't for the COVID. So, yeah. I completely agree with that because one thing that I really was hoping y'all would cover more of in just Lauren is how did the $5 million deal fall apart? And I feel like had y'all gotten more time with her in China for chasing, I feel like we would have gotten to see that. And once again, this would have been the perfect backdoor pilot to setting her ass up to now losing the $5 million deal. Now she can her ass back down to the Birmingham. Shout out to Lady East Chicken. Yes. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, you know, like I said earlier, stay tuned. Stay Stay tuned, tuned, honey. All's well today as well. Now, what's the best advice you think that you've given to a new cast member? New cast member? Um, I would say just be yourself. Like, present um, to the cast and to your audience what you presented to us in the casting call. Why did we pick you? Don't come on here, you know, trying to be the next NeNe Leaks, of course, or Phaedra, or Portia, or Mimi Jocelyn. You know, the the stars right. that we already know, we already know who they are, but what about you? Because now when you act like them, you're putting on a mask. And so we don't know who you are anymore. So I just tell the new cast members, just come on, be natural, energetic, you know, sell yourself. Cause that's all it's, what it's about. 100%. And I feel like a, the majority of your cast members really take that conversation to heart because there's been a couple people's first season, first couple seasons. I ain't gonna name no names because I like all the girls in real life. But yes. there's been a couple girls who I felt were like pushing it their first season and like trying to really self-produce a specific perspective that you wanted to that they wanted the audience to see them through, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then as time goes on they can only hold on to that mask for so long and then the real them starts to come out and then they see themselves back on TV and they realize we like the real them better mm-hmm. and then they embrace that and then they just blossom. Yeah. I feel like there's somebody on season five who I'm not going to say but I feel like you know who I'm talking about because we see each other. We'll talk offline. Yeah. But I feel like their second season I was like oh okay now we now you get you get it now you get what you're doing now yeah mm, love them this season anyway besides showing that lgbt plus people and shows can work together and be just as successful as this gender focused shows how else do you plan to contribute to the elevation of reality tv um 
That's a great question. So, um, I think it's just like continuing to put out more content. Um, like I said before, um, trying to network and trying to get bigger. Everybody knows, like, you know, who we are. You may, you know, see somebody on the street. One person may say, yeah, I know what Chasing Atlanta is. Another person may say, like, no, I don't know what it's about. Um, I think if we continue to put ourselves out there, then we may reach somebody that may start a trend or something that will make it as more LGBT people pop up on televisions or streaming. I watch. So, yes. I fuck with that. Take me through your typical pre-production process for a regular season of Chasing versus the other shows that you produce, like a retreat or... Or like a just on. So, um... Yes. Um, so our pre-production process have the cast that we want. Um, we pretty much make it all completely natural. Like, it's natural. It's nothing like, okay together to do one group scene that we set up from production no it's pretty much natural so like the returning cast of course they already know what to do the new cast will bring them in if they know the cast members already personally or if a returning cast member may have like a party those are the conversations that we um that we talk about in our pre-production stage so that way everything everything is natural there's nothing fake about our shows are completely unscripted. We may step in here and there. We may do like the 2% of the work, but the 98% of the work so. See, now I have a theory that the two hardest jobs in reality TV are casting and editing. How, how accurate am I? And which do you find the most arduous? Um... Casting, in my opinion, is not the hardest. I think it's um, the cameras and the editing. Um, I would say with the... Well, I'll get to the editing because, oh, yeah, that's my thing. But with the cameras... <laughs> Mine too. You want to make sure that those cameras get every single moment, facial expressions, the cast that is making those arguments. You want to make sure they get it all... You want to make sure they get the B-roll so you can feel the moments of the scene, so you can feel like you're on the sidelines, those type of things. Um, I've run into you know, some in- instances like back in our previous seasons doing you know exactly what we see on television now, um, but we fix those. Um, but when you bring on like new staff and things like that, you have to train them to you know set the how you want it to be. Um, now with the editing, um, so I edit, of course, everything on the Chase and Reality platform. Hopefully sooner or later, I'll give myself a break and get somebody else to fill my shoes in for that. <laughs> but, um, I volunteer myself as tribute. <laughs> so with editing, I just feel like, you know, it could be anything. Like if the sound is not right, if the camera is not right angle um if it's not making sense to you editing takes a very long time but Mm -hmm. i 
doing it though. Like it is a, it is enjoyable just to, you know, make a story out of what you captured. Um, I will say, I'll say that um, a typical edit for me for Chasing Atlanta, Dallas, LA, all of the shows on the platform actually a turn three to four days. Um, okay. But back in the day, back in the day, it used to take me like a week and a half because it was just so much. You know, you constantly do it. It's it's pretty quick. I'm a machine now, child. <laughs> Work well, old machine. <laughs> I live for that. Are you considering expanding into new cities or creating new shows in the future? And if so, do you have anything that's prepped enough that you? can give us a little tea of what to expect or as you like to say stay tuned for well um let me start by saying that um chasing dallas season four mm-hmm. well it is happening the grand return the grand return and it is going so freaking well i cannot see it um okay. we're hoping for that to release early next year um Let's see. We do have show that I can't say. I don't want to say the show, but it is a show that we did have on Chasing Reality that we are hoping to bring back next month. Um, and then I will say, stay tuned because there are three other shows: one this year and two next year. Which you will hopefully see. Um, so yeah, we're expanding. Very exciting. Very exciting. Now, when it comes to your expansion, do you have a cap on how far you're willing to expand within a certain time frame, or are you just ingesting new ideas and seeing how you can fit them into your production schedules where where you kind of feel like different content can fit? Um, it's really just a cap because like we don't want to feed you everything at one time because it is a lot when you think about it, like all of the new new cast members, new faces, new shows, all of that stuff. And then for just myself too, like our team is so small. Like we, we don't have a major team like the network, like, you know, a hundred, hundred people per show or a, a hundred people per just the entire company itself. Honestly, just me and the executives over the shows. So um, it just honestly, you know, it just takes time are able to expand and we can push out more stuff fast. But right now, we're just on a little slow space, um, pace, but we'll, we'll keep. Well, I can't tell y'all are in a slow pace. Y'all are cranking and moving. Honey, Atlanta <laughs> ended, Los Angeles picked up. Y'all got things going, yes. moving, shaking. Y'all are in these streets, honey. So, um, yeah. shout out to- and Q for holding it down for Dallas and LA. Um, because yes. honestly, without them, I don't think we would have these two shows, you know, continuing to go the way they are. So, shout out to them! Shout out to both of them because I know that Los Angeles is turning it this season. <laughs> they oh are, my gosh, they are Los turning the party. Whew, yes, child, them girls is working over there. How the hell are they playing? Right next to the Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Now, do you plan on only producing reality TV or have you considered producing scripted shows or different forms of content for Chasing? Um, I haven't really thought television. Um, 
I wouldn't be opposed to doing it for chasing reality. Um, because, but again, the goal of was really just to do a reality show. So like talk show, um, um, competition show, dating show, reality stuff, like mm-hmm. a scripted series. But I'm not opposed to it. Hey, now <laughs> I don't know how messy this question is, but when I wrote it. I was like, this could be messy, or this could just be just a regular question. But we'll see how this goes. <laughs> Have you ever considered pulling a Shawnee O'Neal and joining one of your cast? Um. <laughs> I <laughs> see what I mean. <laughs> me, so me, so for no, but. What's crazy is that um, I will say season four, a few of the cast, a new cast member at the time suggested that I join season five. And I was like, no, I'm okay. Cause I don't want like, you know, okay, now I can't talk to him. Like, I think, I think the only, I think I can join the show if I had enough executive producer like me. That way I know, like, okay, I can be a cast member, but not be a cast member and producer. And my cast feels to me as a cast member or a producer. So I I don't think so. I don't think I would do it unless I have another as an EP. <laughs> well, listen, they out here cloning cheats and things. So who, so who knows how <laughs> right. far the technology is? We don't know. Maybe, you know... There's good beard oil out there. Maybe we can get a good pluck of the beard and maybe we can get you another you out here on these streets. We don't know. We'll we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That is now, true. Um, you know, as much as I love all of the chasing reality shows, sometimes the girls get a little buck down to the group thing and things. And I'm not asking you to reveal actual numbers and figures, but what's like an average security budget for these shows? Or do you just let the girls whoop ass and figure it out? Um, well, (laughs) I think um, we don't have a security budget. We do have one for our reunion shows because the reunion does be the time where, yeah, go ahead and turn up because this is the last thing of the season. But during the season, right. Um, But during the season, no, because we tell, like, if you do fight and, you know, a cast member hits you, I mean, the only thing we say is that you can press charges outside of chasing. Um, We try to step in ourselves as the camera people, as the producers, because again, we have a small team. We try to step in and we try to de-escalate the situation or become the security guards as you see um, season four of Atlanta where the chair was thrown and we had to eat everybody. So, yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, it just really depends on the cast. So like if our cast like gets, like let's say season, if we decide to cast somebody that's really like, you know, we're a little worried right, about, right. we might, and yeah, we might invest into like a security budget then, but right now, no. Yeah, because, you know, the what made me write that question specifically was I was re-watching season one of Chasing L.A. And um, I think you know what scene I'm referring to. Um, oh, yeah, we the dinner table. We were, we were, oh, baby. Oh, 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 oh. 
Speaking um the finale, now yeah. I think if I could remember, I think Q was like really like like I don't know. Like he was shocked. He didn't think that, you know, the former cast member had a knife. Um Right. Like, that was a bit merch. Yeah. LA is I think LA is with their casting um, versus Atlanta. So if we do invest in a security budget, we probably would give it to LA first. <laughs> okay. Because that was like, listen, season four of Atlanta was a little rah rah. Bitches got to throwing drinks and bowls and chairs and things. You know, lions and tigers and bears are running through the china shop. But <laughs> that first season at uh, that dinner type, listen, oh, that yeah. finale, listen, honey. Yeah. Ooh, child, that was a bit intense. It was a bit intense. It was a bit intense. Shout out to all the girls. Once again, shout out to Jalen. Lord, girl, I love you, man. Hey, girl, I see you and see each other. Now, <laughs> how do you decide on a number of cast members for a franchise? What's that um, sweet So, for a starting, preferably like seven to ten, um, mm-hmm. For a, you know, like, for an example, Chase in Atlanta, we had the largest number so far of any show season. Um, I think we had 13. So, yeah, yeah we but had 13. Oh, yes. Season five was a lot of people. But um, it really successful. And, you know, we just want to expand it a little bit. We'll do that. But for a startup, seven to 10 returning we'll do like 10 to 13 okay now I realize y'all don't really have friends at the show like if you're on the show but you're on the show period yes well how much of I that was a conscious decision I will take that back um five, we started to do that because we do have a larger cast um I think in the beginning it was more like 10 is okay for everybody to be seen. But I think if we go past, you know, that number, then we should start looking at an A-B narrative and it this time with season five of Atlanta. And um, Dallas, I think, is also getting that treatment as well, because we do have a large number on there, too. Nice. What made Atlanta, Dallas, and LA the cities that you were like, we're going there? Um, I think it was, I just think it was just, you know, just the moment. So the former Dallas producer who happened to be the season one reunion host for Atlanta, um, just came to us and said, Hey, you know, I live in Dallas. Why don't we talk about doing a chase in Dallas? So that was that. And then of course, Q, when he moved to Los Angeles, he wanted to jump into a producer bag and, you know, do LA. Um, so I think it was just, you know, just the people that were involved at the time with Atlanta, which is why we have those two cities. But now we are hoping to branch out and get another city. Stay tuned for that. But um, okay, this will be somebody totally outside of the platform now. So hopefully um, everything goes well with that. They're currently in their final meeting stage before they talk to me. <laughs> hey, now speaking of 
reunion host. Um, are you looking for a permanent host of your franchise's reunions? And do I need to include that in my email to you that I'm going to send you after this phone call? Where do I apply and how? Um, info at mychasingreality.com. Um, <laughs> but um, honestly, in the I wanted that permanent reunion house, but I kind of do like the switch up. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel like we get of different type of questions or more of a cast response. If it's a T.S. Madison or a Imani Van Zapp or a TTB, like, I like that type of dynamic. Um, sometimes I do think, like, it would just just have one reunion host for all the franchises, but I don't think we got it like that right now. I mean, once we find that perfect host, it out. So, have you thought about possibly doing not necessarily one host for all the franchises, and maybe like a permanent host for Atlanta, a permanent host for Dallas, a permanent host for LA, somebody who knows the show, knows that specific show, or is knowledgeable enough of the cast that you feel like can really bring something out of them within those reunions. That would be easier. Um, I think I was thinking that too, because um, we're still trying to figure out much, but we are still trying to figure out the reunion situation for LA this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it does go in the way that I want it to go, we might have that idea. Hey, does the Chasing Reality brand have a Bethany clause for its castmates? You know what I mean by a Bethany clause, right? <laughs> um, no, I don't. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, I, I love to put the girls on a love something. And sorry if this affects any girls' pockets in the future that are on the show. Don't be mad at me. Mm. But <clears throat> a Bethany clause happened when Bethany Frankel from The Real Housewives of New York started skinny girl and all of a sudden became a multi-millionaire o- overnight. Um, Bravo decided to put a clause in the girls' contract that all the businesses that housewives start while they're on the show or during their tenure of the show, that the network gets a piece of that because it's, you know, such a great promotion for the businesses that you're creating and the show is basically a platform and a foundation for you to start said business. Ah. Well... You know, I never thought of that. Um, but when I now that you say that, but you like Bravo is also paying them to be a part of the show. Um, we're still like that. a startup company, so it's like we're not really paying our cast, but we are helping mm-hmm. them out with like you know if they have an event coming up that they want to put on, assistance to get to a scene. Those are the things that we're doing, the small things. So if they happen to get big, I mean, if they want to come back and you nope. don't to us or whatever, hey, that's cool. But I don't want to get in their pockets because I just like doing this for them. <laughs> you are so good with the answers, girl. Love you for that. You really, ha- you, you handled that 
you handled that. You really, you really, you really handled that. Because I could, <laughs> I could feel your wheels turning. You were like, now, nah, wait a minute, bitch. Hold on. Now, wait a minute. Uh, hold on. No, because I... I mean, hey, in the future, give me about like two more years, maybe. <laughs> listen, listen, okay. Now, don't say I ain't warn you. Okay. Now, I I don't like to play favorites publicly, <clears throat> but I'ma just go ahead and say this because the girl deserves her flowers. Hershey Lacour is my favorite cast member of any franchise you have started. Yes. Literally my favorite. Send her my love, by the way. And will. <laughs> now shout I say that to say. Shout out to Hershey LaCour, because when I say that bitch turned the first season for me. Turn- oh yes. Period. I say all of that to say, do you plan on expanding your lens further into the world of drag like you have into the transgender lifestyle? Um, yes, that was a thought. Um, that and the ballroom scene. Because I feel like we, Work. I think we pretty much tap else that we want to see. Um, but the ballroom, I definitely want to try to get into that with our future season. Because um, I feel like that is a definitely like a scene that we definitely need to see. Um, a lot of people, their roots, histories, all of that stuff. We don't, like, a lot of our audience members doesn't know much about that. So I definitely want to try to tackle that. Um, and definitely drag, too. Now, drag and YouTube and music, you know, it's a lot with that. But we're going to try mm-hmm. to work it out. We're going to try to figure it out. <laughs> well, I have some thoughts and ideas. But once again, we can talk about this offline. Um, as EP and show creator, which is more important to you when it comes to casting? Having a strong personal story or being present or, or, sorry. Having a strong personal story or having a strong presence in the group dynamic? Which is more important to you? (laughs) One million percent. There are no wrong answers here. I want to say I want to say both because it's like um, you definitely want that strong personality because you want the pe- you want the audience to feel your story. But at the same time, if you give me that good strong group presence, that's entertainment right there. If you can tackle both of those, then you're going to be like one of those legendary cast members on the platform, such as Hershey Lacour. <laughs> such as her, okay, such as Hershey. Listen. Because Hershey, Hershey's one. season two story is amazing, and you haven't seen nothing yet, honey. Oh my god! Shout out to Hershey. Like, listen, I don't fan girl or stand the girls often, but when I do, I do it very loudly. I stand for Hershey before, Period. Yes. Like, I said it. I said it. I said what I said, and hopefully, y'all ain't gonna show me nothing that's gonna make me change on it. <clears throat> <laughs> How do you determine if a cast member has a strong enough storyline to bring to a season? Mainly the energy. If the energy, mm-hmm. and they do exactly what they said in the casting call, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, for an example, I will say Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. Oliver, shout out to Oliver, by the way, but Oliver's season three shout auditions, out. he brought it all. 
He brought the music videos he had at the time. He told us who he was cool with on the show already. He told us the story, the drama. He told us what he would deliver. And we said, okay. And then as you see, season three, we got all of that. Season four, we got all of that. Season five, we you got the group presence. You got leading the group scenes. Um, yes. The entertainment factor, the arguments factor. We have all of that. So, yeah. Lightning in a bottle. Once again, lightning in a bottle. (laughs) Baby, lightning in a bottle. Now, if a cast member is a fan favorite, does it lighten the necessity for them to have a strong solo storyline as long as their group interactions are still giving what it's supposed to be given and given? Yeah, because I mean, like, if you already, like, set the tone and the audience understands you, Honestly, group scenes and you do what you got to do, I think you is good for the show. Because, I mean, like, we know what you do. We know who you are. You basically carry, you know, the show or you carry your part in the show. So, um, yeah, you don't have to give, like, your complete song as people already know who you are and you good with us. So, yeah. Hey, because, you know, I... That's the reason why I asked is because some girls be like, you know, the uh, fans be out here saying, you know, they didn't have no storyline, they didn't have no storyline, but then you also wouldn't have no group scenes if they asked didn't show up to the dinner. Absolutely. You get what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just going to say this because y'all had a great season five and it was fine. In season four, in group scenes, you felt Lauren's absence. You did. I'm just gonna say it. You felt when she wasn't there. Like, you noticed she was gone half of the damn season. And you knew when she showed the fuck up. Absolutely. Yeah, season just four, saying. Lauren, like, group scene-wise, absolutely. Because, again, Plot we didn't in. in the beginning of the season, but when she started coming back, yeah. <laughs> and just remember, remember, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you remember season four? Do you remember season four with Lauren, like, um, when she did return back to China and she was slowly having conversations with everybody, like Troy, Dominique, and then she came to the all-white party? Mm-hmm. That was epic. <laughs> Making her, re- listen, she brought her, she flew her ass down to the China. She ain't told nobody shit except Oliver. She popped back up. She came home. She said, look, I, I don't feel like dealing with you bitches, but I'm going to make my rounds and talk to who I feel like talking to. Yes. She showed up like Jocelyn with this motherfucking information in this envelope for Carly Red. Yes. Baby. <laughs> ah. I said, look, look. Oh, oh, Lauren. <laughs> oh. Lauren said, okay, y'all want me to come down to the dinner. I'll show my ass up down to the dinner. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll show up. I got something for y'all ass. And she okay. brought her ass. She, sh- she was, if showed up and showed out was a person, it was Lauren England in season four. Especially at that damn white party. <laughs> Ooh, shout out to Lauren England. Now, a, a period. Now, I know you said there was a show that was on 
chasing reality before that you're planning on working on rebooting revamping bringing back to the platform is there a failed or ended reality show that wasn't one chasing that you wish you could bring back to life um hmm. no i think all of we um actually were going to do executed came out um I don't think there's any show right now that, except for the one that we are bringing back, is leaving anytime soon. Hey. Love that. What is an idea for an existing reality show that you wish you created? What is an idea for an existing reality show? Um... any other ideas because I mean the shows that I wanted is already out <laughs> she said bitch oh my cup is full and it runneth over I'm doing yeah. exactly what I want to do all of my goals are fulfilled all my boxes are checked thank you and good night <laughs> I love that for you bitch that's that, that's big storyline energy that's big diva energy that's big yes. health energy I love that for you shout out to Andario you better work you. If you could produce an existing reality show on TV right now, what would it be and why? If I and could why produce... is it Love and Hip Hop Atlanta? Right, because I was about to say. <laughs> 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 because I mean, okay, so I hip hop the entire franchise: Hollywood, uh, Atlanta, New York, Miami. Well, we'll Miami to the side. But um, I love them all because, again, they tell the stories of the cis Black women and men on the platform. So with Atlanta, um, lately, I don't know if it was just because of the pandemic or the new production changes and, you know, the stuff they got going on. Um, I would definitely go back and make Love and Hip Hop what it used to be season four, five, and six. Uh, um, we'll probably add in, you know, some queer people into the platform, I mean, into the show. Um, we'll spice a little bit more just to make it hot, make it look like a chase in Atlanta. Because a lot of people do like the unscriptedness. They do like the realness, the rawness. I'd rather put it into Love and Hip Hop. I agree with you. Um, I feel like something needs to happen down to the chase uh, down to the love and the hip hop Atlanta cause I is it just me and this is you know this is just between me and you no one's listening to this um <laughs> did you notice that the cast from the second half of the season looked damn near completely different from the cast of the first half of the season of this season right cause Carly Red, what's going on what is happening with Carly Red, and I'm not mm. exclusively talking about your face, although I am concerned. I'm talking now, about what's going on with you on this show. Yeah, and let's not forget, I love her down. Let's be clear, I love her down. But Miss Sierra Glamshot, what's going on? Let's Sierra Glamshot season, when she came out, I think it was seven, season seven. Yeah. Um, what's going on? What's going on? Why, listen, what's Sierra? And and listen, no shade 
to the Rennie Ruchis of the show. No shade to the Amarettas of the show. I, I don't know where the hell your ass been this season, but shout out to the Amarettas of the season. No shade to none of y'all, but where the hell is Tokyo Vanity? Where the hell is Tokyo Vanity? Talk about where it. Is where, where is Tokyo Vanity? And where is, and no shade, but where is where Mimi? Is like, Mimi, Mimi is yes! the girl. <laughs> Where is, is the girl? Where is she? What the hell is going on? Oh my god! I was so when I tell you I was so disappointed. It was not on. Um, what is? Is this still season? Yeah, this is still season ten. But when Mimi it's still did not return, 10, no sense to me. I'm sorry, but season not ten. Season ten, and she's not on season ten. Like this is. Show girl, what's this going on? Me, me, show. This is Ola Ray, me, Faust show. Where the where you gotta say her name? Where you is Ola Ray, me, bitch? Yeah, that's my girl. Where is where the hell is Erica Dixon? Right, and now we have Erica Mena. Now, let's talk about it. Erica Mena, people from these other shows. Why, why is all the New York girls in Atlanta? Well, I heard, I don't know if it's to be true, but I heard New York and Hollywood was done. I heard that just a few days ago, to be perfectly honest. I heard that too. And listen, I don't, I would be upset personally because I feel like there's still stories you can tell. But I think what confirmed it for me was the rumor going around that Remy Ma was talking about going down to the Real Housewives of the New York, right? So I was like, oop. Hmm. So does that mean? So does that mean? With that, now I heard that too, and she's not she because they said she's not a resident, which is dumb as hell to me because y'all been transplanting bitches to to cities for years. Claudia and Kenya both moved to Atlanta to be on the show, and so did Sanya. So did Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all been explanting hoes for years. Talk Gina came it. on the show, just moved. To OC and her husband lived in San Diego. How's she live in Orange County, but her husband lived in San Diego? Listen, that ain't my damn business. They're divorced <laughs> now, so God bless them. Anyway, <laughs> that don't make no 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 damn sense to me. But I don't. I just listen. I don't. I don't know what they were doing in New York anyway because they last season just ended out of nowhere. No reunion. It it ended like the last season of Moesha. Somebody's pregnant, and we never gonna find out who it is. <laughs> We never gonna find out who kidnapped Miles. We're not gonna ever know shit. It's just over and done. Nah, we still know. Like, we still know Moesha fell out. She ain't even, we don't even know she woke up from that coma. Is yeah. she in a coma? Is she still on life support? Does <laughs> she still have micro braids in 2022? Like, what is the actual tea? Who was pregnant? Am I pushing for stuff like that that ends like that? Like, is that because of that's how the producers, the writers want it? Or is it because the network is just done with the show? Like, I wonder about shows like Moesha. Now, with Girlfriends, 
shout out to Aaron because we don't know if he ever came back from Iraq. But with girlfriends, that show ended because they were in the middle of a writer strike. And so what happened when once the writers came back, they decided to only put money into shows that they planned on producing for a new season. And girlfriends was already not coming back for a season nine. So they just said, well, we're not gonna finish your damn season. So now Joan is in that unfinished ass house by herself, not knowing if Aaron is coming back from Iraq or not. And we are never gonna know what the fuck is going on with her. We're never gonna know if Tony and Todd got back together. We're never gonna we like we ain't gonna find out if Lynn ever actually got successful in music. Live there. <laughs> if Will and Monica worked out. Imagine Monica as a mother. Oh my god. That's all. That's all. <laughs> now, do you have any advice for an up-and-coming content creator like myself? Because like I told you in the beginning, I get nervous to have people like you on, people like Oliver on, because it's not about, oh, you're a big person, you're a famous person, da 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 For me, it's about your work speaks to me and I relate to it and you're successful in things that I want to accomplish in my own career in different avenues, in different spaces. So I always, like, I look at it as, a learning opportunity and you know I take it as one of those opportunities like would you rather you know take ten thousand dollars or you know have dinner with Jay-Z if I can I'm gonna do both so now that I done got you on the phone you don't need to know if I got the ten thousand dollars or not but (laughs) do you have any words for me um yes or other content creators I ain't gonna be selfish you can bless them too (laughs) so my biggest word or phrase is not get in your feelings with your work period because Mm. when you get in your feelings about you know for a reality perspective when you get in your feelings um producing a show it's not going to turn out how you think it's going to turn out based on your feelings, which in my opinion, is not always going to be the best life. Mm-hmm. It's not. Um, so that, um, and I also say just be creative. You know, it's okay to like look at other reality shows and get ideas. It's okay to look at promos and teasers and get ideas, but make it better. Make it different. Make it unique. Um, take time to learn that shows are successful and see how it is and network. Um, you know, a lot of people, honestly, I've heard members that, you know, people that wanted to interview me were scared to reach out to me because they thought I was a mean person. I'm actually the most nicest person, child. I turn my computer off after I'm going to edit it up on the video, child. I'm out here drinking, you know, smoking, whatever we're going to do. We're going to have a good ass time. So Word. you have to just have a different face when it comes down to your work. Be creative, no feelings. Just do your job. Be passionate. This is not something just to make money. This is not something to just, you know, put your people on, but just be happy with what you do. Like, there's been a lot of times where I've been, like, you know, wanting to cry, where I lost my work, where I got emotional, where I just was done. But I shit because I know the work speaks for itself. I don't want my feelings to take over that. And that's why I feel like Chasing Reality is successful and where. So that's my advice. Ooh, bitch, you did that. 
wait man. a minute, I gotta collect myself. Yeah, I, ooh, that, ooh, that unraveled me. That touched me. Ooh, child, yeah. hold on, I gotta come back. Thank you. That was a <laughs> word, child. That just, I said bless the chariot and bless them you did. Bless it. Blessed be. Now, I don't know why the girls would be scared to reach out to you. Has anybody ever told you that you give real big auntie voice? Um, no. <laughs> what I mean by that is you have this real comforting auntie type of spirit where it's like you get very much like lay your head on my bosom, baby. Things are going to be all right. Pat your head and give you candy type of shit. It gives very like like you know who you kind of remind me of a little bit, and I want you to take this in the best light. Okay. Do you remember the Steve Harvey show? I remember the Steve Harvey show. Lavita. I remember Lavita. Oh. You give me Lavita, the house down. Like you give me Lavita, and I love that about I'll you. I'll take that. That's a. Re- I hope you receive that in the compliment that it is intended. Because that is a was, very big compliment. Like, like you give ultimate homegirl vibes, but professional. Yes, I will definitely take that. All of those things. What is your philosophy? What is my philosophy? Um, Like, my future... Like what I what I just see, what I envision. Like, if you could wrap up what would be like your ultimate mantra or message for how you walk through life, how you succeed in life, how you, you know, what's your across the board operational mechanism that keeps you the well old machine that you've come to be? Um, hmm. I think it's just making sure that you balance work, life, and peace. And peace is making sure you take the time to just shut everything down. Like, work cannot be always on your mind 24-7. Can, when I say life, like, as far as, like, you know, relationships, friendships, um, bills, and all that stuff, you can't, like, just you need to have time for peace. You need to just sit down, go outside, just chill, just relax. I think if I, that's why everything is so successful in my life because I don't want to harbor everything and that's how, you know, those feelings happen and, you know, your feelings and stuff like that. So you have to balance those things and make sure you find that peace in yourself. Ooh, 100%, honey. No, I'm looking for, for a whole peace of mind, child. Yes. Never lie. Preach to the children. Thank you. Blessings upon blessings. Cup run is over. Yes. <laughs> Live for you. Now listen. That was my last question. I can't tell you how much I appreciate this conversation. It has been impactful. It has been informative. It has been educational. It has been a full kiki. And yes. I cannot extend any more like I could not extend enough appreciation to you can you let the realtors know where they can find you your amazing franchises your budding network and all of the things of the things chasing reality absolutely once again my name is Ondario Abrams you can find me on Instagram 
Dario, A-N-D-A-R-R-I-O. If you just search my name on Google, you will find my social medias. Um, if you want to see my shows, Chasing Atlanta, LA, Dallas, all of those good things, visit our website, mychasingreality.com. See them all on YouTube where we house everything. YouTube.com slash Chasing Reality. Sweet. Thank you so much. Once again, I'm going to com- going to continue to thank you, thank you, thank you. You've truly given me everything that I could have ever wanted from this interview and so, 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 so much more. So once again, you've not only made an impact on my show, but you've made an impact on me. So thank you again for your time. I could not be more appreciative. Absolutely. So much for the opportunity to do this interview. I had so much fun. I had so much fun. I did too. And you know, I have... You know, I really try to conduct these interviews like a phone call and less like a formal interview. Like, 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 I really try to give more like homegirl on your cell phone instead of like Gail King down to the CBS News. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want you to have fun and feel very casual and, you know, relaxed. This is like, like just a chit chat. We're like sitting at the kitchen table having drinks because I'm a little you know, whatever. But, you know, we just sitting at the table having drinks with the bar chit-chatting and I'm just nosy and Virgoing. Very bad. Yes. So, with that being said, I'm gonna let you go. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I will be emailing you shortly with more thank you and appreciation and also some ideas and some things as well. Um, but yes, thank you so much for being here. Enjoy the rest of your night, and hopefully one day we can come back and do and and do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and you have a great night as well. You as well. Talk to you soon, love. Bye bye. What an amazing conversation, you guys. I could not be more grateful, more humbled, and more honored to have had that man on my podcast. It is, it that that has been such an impactful conversation for me. I'm still reeling, I'm still gagging, I'm still in awe that I got to have a conversation with somebody who's created some of my favorite and most relatable reality television that I've ever seen. You know, that is something that is so interesting to me and just so, I I just, I just, I'm still gagging. And right on the heels of having Oliver Twixt on the show, who was another big inspiration for me in the content creation space and just in the new wave of the, the boundaries that were the limits that content creators are now being able to exceed and go past and grow and set for themselves. It's just being able to talk to those two people have really made me understand just how far I can actually go and how far I can possibly reach and the limits that I can actually exceed and pass for myself. 
this interview especially, but both of these interviews together have truly given me a new fire. It's lit a new fire under my ass. It's put a new battery in my back, and it's really made me think that there is so much more that I want to contribute to the world and to the entertainment industry and to this content creation space. And I think that I have so much more to say, so much more to give, so much more to do. And these two conversations have affirmed to me that I'm ready and that I can do it and that I have the creativity, I have the mind, I have the 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 desire and the preparation and the knowledge to step into this space and really do something and so I'm gonna put my all into everything that I'm about to produce into this world and hopefully it gets me anywhere close to the places that I want to go so for that alone for just the inspiration alone I want to thank Andario for coming on the show I want to thank Oliver for 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 coming on the show I want to thank every single person who I've interviewed on my show because every single person who has given me their 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 time and blessed me with their energy has made me feel like I'm that much closer to fulfilling all of the dreams that I want to fulfill when it comes to the interview space, content creation space, hosting space, all of those types of things. And, you know, it's not just those two people who have made me feel validated as a content creator. It's every person who has believed in me enough to come on my show. So I don't just want to thank those people. I want to thank everybody who I've done an interview with. I want to thank everybody who I'm going to do an interview with. I want to thank everybody who I'm going to think of to want to do an interview with and who is going to consider coming on the podcast in the future because every interview counts every interview matters and you know while some interviews you know translate or resonate or touch more than others every interview is just as important and is just as valid and is just as you know impactful as any other to some degree so with that being said if you like the episode leave me a five-star rating leave me a review telling me your thoughts telling me your feelings leaving me your suggestions make sure you guys leave me a voice note at the link connected into into the description of the episode we are on all streaming platforms for podcasts at this point um make sure you guys are subscribed to georgia carolina my youtube channel j-o-r-j-a georgia spelt like georgia smith and Carolina spelled like both states where I do the super chat every Sunday it is a recap of the previous week's set of episodes and it's going to be a preview of next week's episodes as well as a review of Housewives History with Megan Edie and I um make sure you guys go and subscribe to that podcast once it drops i'm going to be updating you guys on every bit of the process and the creation of that show to make sure that that you guys are ready for it um the backdoor pilot will be re-released on housewives history platform and it's going to have a new intro it's going to have some new things in it and so um yeah I can't wait for that. I can't wait for you guys to hear the sister podcast to this show. And make sure you guys go and subscribe, like, do all of the things, the thing, the thing, the things. I appreciate you. Make sure you follow 
this show, Real Reality Realness, on Instagram. Make sure you follow Housewives History on Instagram at Housewives History with MC. And Real Reality Realness is is at Real Reality Realness. If you want to follow me, make sure you follow me at Cherie Laveau, C-H-E-R-I-E-L-A-V-E-A-U. Make sure you follow my co-host on Housewives History, Megan Eady at Real Housewives underscore Insta. And yeah, I appreciate all of you guys for being here. Thank you so much. There's so much coming. There's so much more that I plan on doing. There's so much more that I want to do. There's so much more that I'm putting work into. So make sure you guys continue to support, continue to look out. Thank you, every single person in every single state, in every single country who is listening to this podcast. I have noticed in my analytics that I have listeners from all over the world. So thank you everywhere. Make sure if you're listening to this and you're not in America, shout out your country in a voicemail. Shout it out in the comment section. Shout it out in the review section. Shout it out somewhere and let me know where you're listening from because I want to personally thank you for listening from wherever it is that you're listening from your part of the world. So... With all of that being said, I'm going to wrap up by saying, make sure you guys always be real, stay in reality, and always bring the realness. I am Cherie Laveau. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, love you. Bye. Peace.